I'll break your effing phone. One burly dude said that to a woman who was filming her workout at a, in a gym in Toronto, Canada. She didn't back down. She dropped F-bombs. He dropped more F-bombs and it got heated. You can find the whole thing on social media if you want to see one example of influencers versus people in the background. More and more people, influencers, are filming their workouts. And lots of people in the background don't want to be props and unpaid extras. So what's a gym order to do? What do you do when you're caught between an influencer and someone who's in a witness protection program? Now, I'm joking, of course, but it's not <laughs> funny, right? It's not funny when clients are cursing each other out in the middle of your gym or if it gets legal. So to help you, I've got a gym owning lawyer here today. His name is Matthew Becker. He's the owner of gymlawyers.com and Industrial Athletics in Pittsburgh. Matthew, thanks for making time for me. How are you? Always a pleasure, Mike. I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Always love the intros and hopping on here to help Jim owners. Well, it's fun. We're trying to make, to make some light of the legal stuff that gets that gets technical and tough. But uh, listeners, I did have Matthew consent to the recording of this uh, episode. <laughs> we made sure that that was taken care of. And now we're going to ask him how you can, you can cover yourself. So Matt, let's get into it. We've got all sorts of stuff. We've got privacy, free speech, publicity oh, rights, yeah. private versus public property versus access to private property. It's a mess. Where do we start? Yeah, well... First, I think we should identify, you know, like what are the potential issues here that gym owners are going to face? Because, you know, I think I even still struggle with this of like, well, I'm just pulling out my camera and getting some stuff on film. I'm just getting myself doing muscle ups. You know, what's the big deal? And I'm still, I have, I have yet to accept that people make money by filming themselves and putting themselves on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. Uh, what did that article that you released, what were they called? Like fitfluencers or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) And they make big money. Some of them, I mean, not everyone, but some of these people have huge followings and they are monetizing stuff. But the, the, the corollary of that is like, I'm in the background bench pressing 405 and maybe I don't want to give away my training secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, you know, what, you're right. What is a gym owner to do? Like, what's the issue here? Uh, and so we typically come up with, uh, up against a couple of different potential, legal issues big time you know big stuff here and 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 one of them is invasion of privacy rights okay and we'll kind of talk about how these move into uh, about four different scenarios i think that i kind of broke this stuff down into as we go but that's a big one okay and and that's going to be primarily the the individual who's in the background or who's unknowingly being filmed um, um by somebody on their camera and you know they have a right to privacy they have a right to not want to be on on camera that's why when you hit record on this you know, Zoom gives me this big, you're being recorded. You know, yeah, okay. Uh, I at least know it. The other thing that we run into here is is copyright issues. Okay. And this, the more that these fit fluencers get, get more and more traction and, and, and everybody thinks, well, I can come into a gym now and I can video myself doing some bicep curls and I, that's worth money. And somebody's going to, the advertiser is eventually going to pay me for that. You know, we run into copyright issues and, and, and the copyright issue here really comes into play when you have a gym member that says, gym owner and in this instance you took my image you got a video of me doing a back squat and you're now going to use that in your promotion and because you're going to use it in your promotion it's potentially going to bring more people in so there's a monetary value to that video that you took of me and i'm going to use the word likeness throughout this uh, this this whole this whole podcast likeness is what we're doing i'm 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 using your likeness your image your your video and and i'm using it for my promotion of my business to bring more people in and so this fit fluencer is going to say well you just took my my image that image is worth money okay you are using it in your advertising so you have to pay me 
to use that in your advertising. Okay, so we run into these copyright issues of, of imaging and 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 you know another potential that that uh, I think a lot of gym owners don't realize is running into copyright issues now with music that's being played in the background too. You know, everybody, every so often on the, on the two brain page or on the, the gym owners United Facebook page, somebody pops up and says, you know, a company like BNI or, you know, any of those, they reach out and they say, I have to pay this licensing fee in order to play music in my facility. Can I do it? Or can I get out of this? And there's a, we did a whole podcast on that. I think about two years ago at this point. Um, uh, but you know, if you've got somebody in your gym, who's recording themselves and there's music playing in the background and that person for whatever reason has this giant following you're just raising the chances if you don't pay for a music license that some company like bni is going to come knocking on your door saying hey you know, it turns out you're playing music that you're not licensed to play so fork over 500 a year in order to play that music and I'm going to throw one other one at you from the other side of it. What if you're a gym owner and you have a, a, a Fitfluencer filming in your facility and your branding is in the background and they're making money and your branding's there and maybe you don't agree with what they're doing or even worse, what if they're shaming your clients in the background and now it looks like your gym, Joe's gym, is a place where Fitfluencers shame average people in the background? Yeah, yeah. And these are so these are a couple of the issues that we're going to bring up is like sort of like our four highlights of like the potential, the potential issues, the, the four major potential issues that you run into. But yeah, very good. Mike. I mean, those are two really prominent issues. So, you know, let's look at a couple like state law stuff here. New York, for example, has a right to privacy and they have a civil rights law that provides a right to privacy that prohibits the unauthorized use of a person's name, portrait or picture for advertising purposes without consent. I mean, that's like it right there. That's what we're talking about from uh, from that perspective of like that copyright issue of the gym owner taking somebody's image and then using it to promote their own advertising. California, no surprise, has a civil code that provides a right to, to publicity that prohibits the unauthorized commercial use of a person's name, voice, signature, photograph, likeness without consent. Um, and Indiana, you know, these are just a couple that I pulled. Indiana has a, a publicity rights law that provides a right of publicity that prohibits the unauthorized commercial use of a person's name, voice, signature, photograph, image, likeness, et cetera, without consent. Okay, so so that's just a couple of states that that have very specific laws that a gym owner could get sued on under some of these circumstances if they're using somebody's image or somebody gets caught on film without consent. Okay, um, so let's kind of run into our, our four primary areas here that gym owners tend to run into. I think number four will be a little bit of a surprise, but uh, number it. one. All right. And, 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 and also I'm going to use footage. If you're fair with this, Mike, I'm yeah. going to use the word footage instead of constantly saying photo or video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say footage. Okay. All right. So a member is taking footage of themselves and captures somebody in the background. Super common. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, almost impossible in a lot of gyms. Right. And especially if you're a gym owner and you're trying to grow the gym and you want the gym to be really, really busy, it's almost going to be impossible that somebody is not going to be caught in the background of this. So what's the potential problem? Well, if you're a good gym owner and you've got a good waiver and everything, you're going to have that individual who's taking the video footage and potentially the person who's caught in the video footage waiving the use of their likeness for your own promoted materials. Okay. But that individual who's in the background of the video did not consent to have somebody else use their 
likeness within that video. So if I film that person, it's cool. But if my client filmed themselves and that other client was in the background, there's no waiver that covers that because it's between the client and the other client. That's exactly right. Yep. 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 Yeah. There's no what's considered, uh, you know, you could say in the legal realm consideration between the two of those that they're okay to be videoing each other or one gets the other one. It's only the gym owner going to each one of the clients. Uh, We've also run into a similar issue, you know, just on a side on this one of, you know, independent contractor coaches also then using the, the, the footage or the videos or the likeness of members. When again, the members waiver is with the gym itself. And then gyms allow these independent contractors to come in and run their own little businesses within the gym, which, you know, we've done episodes on issues there, but this is another one of now this independent contractor is taking videos and using it for their own promotion, but there's no privilege there. There's no consent there. Anyway, all right, I'm, I'll, I'll stop getting off on side tangents. So here's, you know, the, the problem is, you know, this is where these rights to privacy, this invasion of privacy of those sort those states laws come in, that now the innocent third party that's getting videoed in the background says, hold on a second, I'm in the gym working out. I'm very self-conscious about my personal image to begin with. I certainly don't want to see want people to see me working out, hence why I don't have a camera on me. Okay. Um, so gym owner, you've now allowed somebody to invade my privacy. And and a gym owner listening out there might say, well, wait a second, how am I responsible for this? This is the fitfluencer taking a video and catching somebody in the background. Isn't that fitfluencer the guy who's actually now uh, who's actually responsible here? And yeah, okay, we can make that argument. That's not going to prevent the gym owner from getting sued in the outright. Okay. So uh, at the very least, the gym owner is looking at a legal headache to try to get out of the lawsuit at the worst. They're now, because it's in their facility, they have, now have some sort of liability, right? Uh, so how do we fix this first instance? Yeah. First instance, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting my video of, of bicep curls and Mike's unfortunately in the background. Uh, I don't Benching know, trying to do shoulder press. There you go. There you go. There you go. Benching 405, but he's, he's embarrassed and doesn't want anybody uh, to see it. I was going to say benching 105. Yeah, that's probably more <laughs> yeah, accurate. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so... Pull out your membership contract, all right? If you don't have one, there's a good reason to get one. Pull out your membership contract, and let's throw a little bit of section in there that if you know this is going to be a problem, that you're now going to say in your membership contract that without permission from the gym, gym members are prohibited from videoing or taking images or anything of themselves while in your facility, okay? We can go blanket policy like that uh, within the membership contract, and, and we don't just want to put that out there like on a rules of the gym. I mean, certainly we can put it on like a, a rules of the gym poster that we make on Canva and smack up on the wall. But this is one of these where you really want the gym member to to uh, like acknowledge this policy. Okay. And that's why we stuff it into the membership contract. Because then when we get that signature on the bottom, they're acknowledging and agreeing to that. So at the start, you know, we can just put this big policy in there that just says no videos, no recordings. No, essentially no cameras on the floor, which from my gym owner perspective, I think you should have a no gym, no phones policy anyway, but uh, it's almost that we'll call that the no fun policy, right? Then it's, right. But it's just like, you're telling people you can't film. And there is like the follow on effect of this is that user generated content is a fantastic thing because that's like one of the keystones of modern marketing. So having your clients filming inside your business and promoting you organically is a really good thing. Is there a way to have like a different policy or are we locked in there? 
So let's go into sort of like scenario number two. Okay. Well, does this really fit with? I I, I want to answer your question, but but let's kind of move on to scenario number two, and we'll, we'll get it at some point. I think we'll catch it. I think we'll catch it in scenario number two. Scenario number two is, you know, you find out like you said in the beginning, Mike, that now we've got this fit influencer with with twenty five thousand followers, forty five thousand followers, seeing me flailing around on on the leg curl machine or something, and and, and I look funny, and I'm face down, right? I'm doing my leg curls. So that guy pulls out his camera and starts filming me looking funny, and he's going to put it up for his 45,000 followers to see. That comes back around to me at some point, and now I'm real mad because I didn't consent to be made fun of. And this okay, happens a lot right now. There's actually oh, a, yeah, a guy, I believe his name is Joey Swole. He actually breaks down and like analyzes videos where this is happening. Because what's happening is like, there was one woman who did it very famously where she was like talking about how someone was creeping on her in the background. It was a dude just kind of like looking over or whatever. And like, he might've been looking at her. He might've been looking at the clock, but she called him out and this happens regularly now. So people in the background are getting very upset because they're being shamed publicly for something they may or may not have done in front of thousands and thousands of people. And it gets really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's going to be a very bad reputation for that gym. Okay, because you you can almost guarantee that the Finfluencer who is now posting this video is also going to tag the gym. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> get my name off of that. Get my gym off. You lose of at that. least one <laughs> member in the best case scenario. <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe perhaps in this instance, uh, this is when we really want that blanket policy. If you're worried about that, of like no cameras on the floor, no videoing on the floor, but. If if a gym owner wants to say, you know what, let's let's back it up, their attorney. I you know I don't need to be a complete Buzz Killington here. Then what we can do is we can kind of carve out some language here, and we might put in the in the the membership agreement that you as the gym member simply are not allowed to either record video and 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 or or take a picture with somebody else in the background or of somebody else. Period. Okay, so. Yeah, we'll let you, you know, do your muscle up video or whatever, as long as you're the only one in the video. Okay. Tough, still hard, hey? In a big gym with big classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which can be really hard, right? Um, you know, even if you like give your 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 uh, camera to the coach and you say, hey, will you will you take a picture of me doing or like take a video of me doing pull ups in the workout? Well, let's just say it's like pull ups and box jumps or something like that, and and meanwhile you're doing your pull-ups and a gym member walks through the frame in order to go to their box jumps. I mean, you just violated the gym's policy. Okay. So this, this stuff can become very, very, very specific, very particular. And, and it's just on the gym owner of like what they're comfortable with understanding these ramifications of with the invasion of privacy and the copyright and the free speech and things like that. And as long as you're comfortable with that, that's what this is designed to do is, is raise these issues to the gym owner so that the gym owner can then make the decision about what kind of policy. But I'll say you still need to put these things in writing and you still need to have these policies signed off on by the gym members acknowledging that they understand these policies. And I dealt with one, uh, it was a group, uh, a group of uh, 55 plus athletes. And one of them did not want to be filmed at all. And so she did not sign that. She crossed that out of my waiver, didn't sign it. I had to make a note of that. And so when I take pictures, I would have to angle and make sure she wasn't in the shot, or I would have to like 
you know, blur her face, which now with AI, you can just be like, remove person on left and like, you know, it'll happen. Right. But, you, but that was what I had to do. And often you'll get right into this with kids and so forth where parents don't want their kids images used. You have to kind of frame the shots properly, compose them as you see fit or blur faces and things like that. So that's one option that I ran into. And this was years ago before there was, you know, fitfluencers in my gym. Right. And that just brings up a really good point. Um, again, kind of maybe going down a little slide road, but it all fits into play here of, you know, we've got, we've got the images of the people in the background and you're right. And you're, you know, I had the exact same scenario in my gym. Um, I've had a couple of individuals come in and they just, they look at my waiver. My waiver has a very robust likeness <laughs> portion. So, I imagine you know, you're going you're to be on camera where we, we reserve the right to take all the pictures and all the footage and use it in all of our promotion. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk again about sort of copyright waivers in a second, but you know, he, it says, if you're not comfortable with being on camera, you have to give us written notice of that. And sure enough, these members gave written notice of it. Um, and so we always had to make sure that like, okay, we're pulling out our camera. Who's in the background? Uh, we're pulling out our camera and, and, and <clears throat> we're going to take a big group shot. Well, okay, hold on. We got to get this, this person out of there. But that's the other potential that you run into with giving people in the background. If you don't have sort of some some photo policy or video policy within your membership agreement that there's a potential this individual who doesn't want to be on camera at all is now getting caught on camera. And, and so go back and, and, you know, we were talking about well, what really is the gym owner's responsibility here if a fitfluencer happens to catch a member in the background. Well, if they catch the member in the background that said specifically, I don't want to be on camera, you darn right. That's now a gym, a gym owner responsibility. That's a gym owner issue. So there are gyms in uh, the UK and I forget the names of the chains, but I'll put a link in the show notes to an article I wrote about this. There are gyms that have completely outright banned cameras, just like no cameras. And that would include phones and recording devices, whatever you call it, not allowed in the gym anymore. That's a really interesting one because filming stuff and taking pictures is a huge part of culture now, but that gym chain, and I think it's two of them, have made that decision. You could certainly make that decision. Is there a Thunderdome option, we'll call it, where it's like anything goes, sign the waiver, we're all filming everything everywhere? Does that work in any way? I think from the I think from a gym owner's perspective, you could get away with something like that, or, or you could try to by putting it. I mean, it would be similar to, to, you know, like a CCTV provision that we would pump into a, a, a liability waiver that just has the member acknowledge that they could be on camera pretty much at any time. We do that at the Two Brain Summit, for example. We put up notices on the door as people walk in because we're filming everything and just saying like, we are filming everything and we have people sign and so forth. But like, we have to do that because there are cameras everywhere and we can't like not film this if you walk by to get a glass of water, you know? Right. And I, I think I, thinking about this really quickly, I think there's two issues that you run into still is, you know, I, I when I come to the summit, I'm entering into and acknowledging sort of this this issue with privacy with two brain business. OK, I'm saying, OK, cool. I understand that by walking in these doors, I am authorizing two brain business to use my likeness and, and I'll be on film and I'll be on camera and everything else. I think it's I think it's tough to then say, and you will you may also be filmed by somebody else. I think the gym owner could potentially avoid some liability. You know, we talked earlier about if this gym member is in the background of, of a video, the gym owner is still going to get pulled into that lawsuit, whether or not they they have an argument that it's not their responsibility. I think in the waiver, and I'd actually have to look at my waiver language to see if we have this baked in currently. Um, again, if you have cameras, you're 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 kind of automatically baked into this language because you have a, a an audio visual visual disclosure within the waiver. But um, that that would cover 
you know, you may be on cameras from somebody else. But that doesn't get you by the issue of either the individual being made fun of on camera. Okay, because that's going to be like, you know, you, what am I going to do? I'm going to put my waiver in. And, and, and you may be the victim of somebody else's ridicule on camera. Like, yeah. okay, probably not going to sign that. <laughs> um, I guess a member's code sort of covers that where it's like bad behavior gets you kicked out, but that still doesn't save the shame of the person who got caught in the video that caused the kicking out. Right, right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we have code of conduct language that, again, we pump into our membership contracts that we write for gym owners if they want it in there that says, you know, any kind of harassment or any kind of harassing language or conduct or anything like that authorizes the gym to immediate termination of the member. And you still have this issue, though, between the fitfluencer and the poor individual that got, you know, there, there's still a battle there um, and it's still happening within the gym. So there's still a potential that the gym owner is going to get pulled into this legally, at least cause a headache before the gym owner can present the waiver that says, look, poor third party, you know, I told you by coming into my facility, you might be on somebody else's camera. It's not my fault. You got caught in the background. Your issue is with the fitfluencer, not with me. Okay. That's still, that's still, you know, you're getting pulled into a lawsuit. You're still going to have to talk to an attorney. It's still going to take months and months and months for this thing to resolve good to have that language in there, but it's still not a full, what did you call it? A thunder, a thunder, Thunderdome, you know, it's like, there, yeah. there are very few rules. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, right to never think anything in the law is a Thunderdome. <laughs> right. We're going to fight it out. Okay. Two go Let's, in, one comes out. <laughs> Let's go into scenario number three. Yeah. Okay. Member is using the gym for their own self-promotion without giving the gym any benefit of this. And you kind of brought this up, Mike, about, you know, the gym's branding. Well, you said the gym's branding is end up being in the background of like the ridicule video or the making fun of video, but. But even in a positive one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we talked to gym owners about within your waiver, you need to have copyright uh, waiver language that says that this member cannot then make any sort of claim as to any benefit that the gym receives from using their likeness within their advertising material. Okay. Um, so, you know, especially when, when we've got fit influencers coming in who say like, well, I got 45,000 followers and I get paid for my advertising, whatever, whatever. Well, too bad. Okay. By coming into my gym, I'm taking a picture or a video of you as the gym owner. You can't then make a claim to the benefit that I get from using your, okay? If that's a problem, we need to enter into a contract about that, right? But what the gym owners often don't think about is like the reverse of that, okay? Because the, the fit the fitfluencer is coming into your gym and doing all these fitness things and using your equipment, using your space, putting it on video, they're getting the benefit of the fact that they need your facility in order to build their following, in order to do whatever cool fitness related thing that they're doing. They're now going out and sharing that with their 100,000 followers. They're getting more advertising dollars for that, you know, or you've got the person who's coming into your facility and like holding up their protein and being like, try this protein powder. And it's not the protein that you sell at the gym. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's in your gym. So, you know, just as we're saying, like, we don't want gym members to be making a claim to the gym owner of, of, you know, any benefit that the gym owner gets from using their pictures and their likeness in the gym's marketing. What about the fact that this gym member is now using the gym likeness and their video and using that as a benefit in their marketing? And, and so that's where, you know, we can run into this issue of like, uh, you know, why we might want like a blanket policy of like, 
no, no, no filming, no footage whatsoever in the gym without the gym's permission. Because especially as you grow your gym, your gym gets more and more of a popular brand. You know, you go into like CrossFit Mayhem and you start using their branding in the background and be like, hey guys, check it out. I'm at CrossFit Mayhem. Buy this protein. And trying to catch you know, Rich in the background by accident, which he would yeah, not be happy right? about, right? I think they have very clear rules on that. But yeah, exactly what you're saying. That's a great example. It's like, I'm at Rich's gym and I'm selling some stuff with him in the background and he doesn't endorse that. <laughs> nope. Nope. He's not going to go for that. And oh. and don't think just because you're a little gym, like you don't have value. Okay. You have all this value. Otherwise, this Fitfluencer wouldn't be in your gym. Okay. So, so gym owners need to consider that also of if you're going to allow photos and videos and stuff in your gym. You know, do you want to write to any benefit that somebody gets financial benefit that somebody uses your gym for? Okay. And of course, you know, there's always the issue that, that this fitfluencer is going to make fun of your gym in some way, shape or form. One of the things so. that I was always worried about was someone filming something and someone's doing something really bad in the background. So someone puts up a video of them, like doing a muscle up in the background, someone's round back deadlifting and a coach is running over yep. to stop it, but I can't get yep. there in time. And it goes up and people, instead of looking at the muscle up, say, look at the horrible form at this awful gym. Yeah. I've, I've had to have that discussion with my coaches at my gym before of, of, you know, you know, there, there's, 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 <laughs> this, this is kind of like a gym owner uh, side, but there's, there's, there's two potential issues there. One is the coach is now filming this guy over here doing this muscle up and completely ignoring the guy rounding his back on his deadlift. Okay. That's mm -hmm. a problem. Number one. Okay. That's, that's an internal problem. Like put the camera down yep. uh, as coach and, and coach the class. But, but two, you know, if you do want coaches taking videos of your clients during the workout, you know, and you're kind of okay with that, you do have to pay attention to what's going on in the background. But I, I think I think that's more just a discussion for for two brand and proper gym management and 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 the image that you're putting forth in your marketing. Yeah, I've I've always been very paranoid of that. And I've had to have discussions with my coaches of like, look, guys, you got to look in the backgrounds of your of your videos before you just post these things. Yeah. Um, Okay, how about scenario number four? Let's do it. You ready? Yep. This one's a little bit more of a surprise. Okay, I'm ready. The gym is using footage of employees or independent contractors for promotional materials or evaluations. All right. And this is one that I would say just about every gym overlooks um, because just because somebody's an employee or a contractor at your gym does not mean they're a member at your gym, which means. They potentially never signed your liability waiver. Isn't that interesting? Which means they've never authorized you to take any video or footage of them to use their likeness. Okay. So, you know, you walk in and you, you want to take a picture of your employee demonstrating a deadlift or, or, or giving a tactile cue to a member to be like, look, our coaches care. Okay. And you throw that up on your Instagram. You think, oh, well, they're just my employee. You know, they don't mind if I put a, put them on camera. Well, maybe they do. Okay. And, and, and you technically need authorization to do that. Um, or you're getting a big group photo and you've got them bookended by an independent contractor or an employee. You know, maybe they consent. Uh, but remember, uh, consent for one is not a uh, consent for one, one photo is not universal consent. Okay. Unless you've got universal consent in writing. So let's say this time, you know, we, we're after Murph and we get, I get the big group photo and we've got a book ended with my staff and we take a picture and one of the staff members ends up thinking like, Ooh, I don't like how I look in that. I don't want to be in any more photo, photos or videos. 
Okay. Um, but they don't share that with you and you never received an authorization to take their pictures or use their videos and you do it again. Now you run into a potential issue. Okay. And it could just be an awkward conversation issue, but you know, the same, you have to assume that the, the same authorizations that you need from your members, you need from your staff as well. Okay. That you can't just make an assumption that by coming into your facility, they're automatically consenting. You know, what's funny, Matt, is I've, I've actually, I've taken corporate pictures and I've actually like quickly talked to the organizer and said, is anyone here likely to be fired in the next two months? <laughs> and if so, we're going to place them on the left, you know, and we're going to crop that photo later. <laughs> and it right. happens. It's kind of funny, but it's, you know, it happens. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, first we need to put this very similar authorization uh, language that we put into um, our waivers for our members to sign, we also need to be putting that into our employee contracts or independent contract agreements. Okay. And, uh, you know, you just raised the interesting point that we can't just have this language boxed in by during your employment or during your term here as an independent contractor. It needs to be there and expanding into the future unless the employee says something otherwise. I believe I use okay. something like... Uh... <laughs> In all known forms of media currently invented or to be invented throughout the known universe in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> right? And there you go. And you always put the onus on the other person to say, like, you have to send me written consent or written, you know, a, a notice that you want me to to stop using your likeness. Mm -hmm. um, never, never do anything verbally. It always needs to be in writing. So you have proof of it. But you know, that's where some gym owners are starting to get issues because you're right, Mike, as these, as we have little professional cinematographies in, in our pockets and they're coming out more and more and they're everywhere and you've got cameras up here and you've got them in the facility. Did your coach, did your staff consent to be on your CCTV system? You know, that's, that's a potential problem. And, and, and then, you know, you, there's, there's, hopefully your gym is doing quarterly evaluations of your coaches and now you might be getting a video of your coach doing something wrong so that you can use it in the evaluation. Okay. That that's shaming, right? That's the same thing we're talking about, about like filming somebody in the background. Now, granted, we're not sticking it up there in front of 45,000 viewers and making fun of them, but you know, you're still potentially using this in a negative way and wow, that could offend somebody. I'm going to ask you to take off your legal hat for a second and just be a gym owner for a second, if you can. And the question here would be, yeah, I know I'm going to, this is a tough one for you because you are who you are. Try and separate for a second. And so we understand that like the safest thing you could do is an airtight waiver that it covers filming by the gym owner and the staff and covers filming of staff, filming of background, filming of, of people in the background. How do you enforce it when people pull out their phones? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a culture issue of... You know, you, you have to get your entire staff on, on it. This is much easier, let's say in, in a CrossFit gym than it is in like a, a 24 seven gym. Yeah. Those are tough. You know, in, in my gym, we had, I, I, I literally went to Canva and I printed out sort of like the rules of the gym and I smacked it up there on the wall above the, the, the dumbbells. And rule number one was no phones on the exercise floor during classes. Make a safety case for that too. Sure. And then I just had to go to my staff and say to them, and it took, you know, when, when we installed the rule, it took a little bit of time to get everybody on board of like, you need to enforce this, you need to enforce this, you need to enforce this. And, and even still recently, I had a conversation with my GM where we, we did that, we did all that pre-COVID, post-COVID, they came back um, and 
I don't know how it got relaxed, but the no phones policy got a little bit relaxed after COVID. Um, and only recently did it start to become an issue. And not so much because people were filming, but you know, from a gym owner's perspective, they're texting and they're not paying attention and they're checking their email. And um, so it just becomes a distraction in general. And you're right, Mike, we can make a, a very easy safety argument here. And so we've had to go back to the staff and say, guys, remember, the gym rules are still up on the wall. I didn't take them down. And rule number one is still no phones on the exercise floor during class. We need to go back to reinforcing this. Okay. So very easily done when we're running group classes and you've got one individual standing up and then all the people in the back, right? You know, all the people in class. Now <clears throat> we run into more of an issue here. If we have, we'll just start with open access. That's sort of like the next tier up. So we've got open access so people can just come in and use the facility however they want, whenever they want. Maybe maybe we restrict hours. So we go from like 5 a.m. To, to 8 p.m. So we have staffing. A little bit more difficult to do it um, because you're not going to be like watching people walking out into the gym from the locker rooms to check whether or not they've got their phones on them. I think from there, it's just a matter of kind of like forcing your staff to have that uncomfortable conversation when somebody does this, you know, to walk up and say, Back on that wall and your membership agreement, we say no phones. You you are you confirmed no phones. Please put the phone away. Okay. And we can also then have baked into like the the authorizations or acknowledgments in our membership contract of like what is the punishment? You know, if there's no punishment, then this thing has no teeth. So uh, are we going to institute a fine? Are we going to potentially terminate membership? You know, you need to have some sort of, of punishment or negative impact, if you don't like the word punishment, within your membership agreement that says, okay, so now you've got you've got the teeth for the staff to go in and say, you know, when they do this, nope, sorry, you need to put your phone away. And please recall then your membership agreement that if we see it as being a continuing problem, we do reserve the right to terminate your membership. We're just, wow. we're not going to allow that in here. Okay. So put the gym owner hat back on. I got to ask you this. So I could see up maybe 80% of gym owners who are listening to this saying, I'm I'm not going to stop people from filming in my gym. Is is your advice then as a lawyer saying, okay, but that comes with risk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know that's and that's that's nine times out of ten what our conversations are with gym owners is we Coop and I talked about that last week on Gym Owners United. I guess maybe it was, yeah, it was last week with with selling paid and full contracts. Yeah. You know, as long as you're following your state's laws for paid and full contracts, you're welcome to sell them. It's still going to bring a headache and. You know, you have to be ready for that potential headache. And if you know that and you acknowledge the potential headache and you still think it's best for your business, then by all means, go do it. Okay. If you understand all of these, you know, these four scenarios that we've laid out here is sort of like the most common issues that you're going to run into with, with footage. And you're okay with that because you don't want your staff to have to enforce something like this. You don't want to have to threaten to terminate somebody if they pull out a phone um, that's okay. We just have to know it so that we're prepared, right? You, you know it so that you, 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 you essentially as the gym owner are, are acknowledging, I guess with me, but <laughs> I can't do anything about it, but you're acknowledging that, okay, I know, I know the potential risks here. And I still think it's better for my business to allow the fit fluencers in. Great. But you know, you're, you're making an sort of like an informed decision here. Now we run into a 24 hour uh, let's let's sort of go like the the worst, you know, the 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 twenty four seven access. Now you've got somebody at two o'clock in the morning. I mean, hopefully at two o'clock in the morning, there's not going to be a lot of people in the background. Okay, 
Um, so maybe that's not a huge concern, but you're likely don't have staffed hours at two o'clock in the morning. So there's not going to be anybody there to enforce this. But let's say you're a gym owner that is now listening to this and saying, nope, we are done. There are no phones permitted in the gym now whatsoever. I'm going to reinstate this coming up on, on, on January 1. So what do we do about it? Well, similarly, again, in the membership agreement is really the only, sort of like the only place that we can get a signed off authorization or acknowledgement from the gym member about this. And so oftentimes we'll, we'll treat this like tailgating. Um, so if you're not familiar in a 24-7 access gym, you run the issue of tailgating, which basically means I use my key fob to open up the door and I hurry up and get like five of my friends to run in with me too, right? We're two o'clock in the morning, the gym is never going to know whatever. Uh, they're on camera. Okay. If you're running a 24 seven access gym without cameras, you're just, you know, let, let's have a conversation about something different, but you, they're on camera. So we put in the membership agreement that says this agreement uh, applies only to you and gives you and only you access to the gym. And if we find out that you're letting other people in, you know, whatever the gym owner wants to do, typically there, the gym owner's fine with saying, we're going to terminate them for the lifetime of the gym. Okay. Or, you know, uh, violation one is a hundred dollar fine. Violation two is you're terminated. We would just put something like that in the, the agreement. You know, that's, that's about the best way we can control the 24 seven access gyms is to say, now, if you review the, the corner camera footage next day and you see this guy, you know, just all over getting videos and everything else, well, they acknowledge in the membership agreement that there's a potential punishment for that. And that's now just the uncomfortable conversation we have to have with the member. Um, but it, from a gym owner's perspective, taking off that legal hat again, it's the culture that you're creating at the gym. And I think that's, you know, I think that's what, you know, I don't know. I don't dare speak for two brain as I'm not a two brain mentor, but you know, that's always been my understanding of like, anytime we're trying to enforce these sort of, maybe at this point, sort of like fringe policies and procedures, it's all the culture. It's the culture that you create. It's the culture that you as the owner enforce and that you put forth through your staff that your gym members with maybe a little bit of encouragement are eventually going to follow and they're not going to have any issues. Okay. So to wrap this, I want to give people some actionable stuff. So let me, let me lay out a couple of things so from the legal side of it. If you want it to be as insulated as possible, it would be a great idea to talk to Matt at gymlawyers.com and get media related language in your employment and member contracts. Is that correct, Matt? And waivers. And waivers. So yes. there you go. That's it. Okay. So that's that's the big one. If that's where you want to go to the nth degree, that's what you do. Now, I'll give you Matt, and this is where I want you to be a gym owner with me, but please advise because I want to talk about risk mitigation strategies. And these are just kind of off the top of my head as a gym owner thinking as a gym owner. Tell me if the stuff like this works. You could put up, you got a code of conduct and in that code of conduct, you just enforce good behavior and honorable conduct. So that gives you grounds of someone shaming in any way, whether it's on camera or not, you've got some backup there. And when people come in, they at least know I'm expected to be a decent human being. That should eliminate some problems right off the bat. Another thing that you could do is you could certainly organize group photos where people can pull out their phones, say at the end of class in a safe manner and say, hey, we're going to do a group photo. Anyone who doesn't want to be in it, hang out over there and we're going to do a shot. You could do something like that, I imagine, just to get some people who are uncomfortable out of the way. I think another thing that you could do is make sure that if someone is filming, know your membership. If there are people who are definitely not going to be comfortable 
make some judgment calls, right? If you've got like a deep cover CIA operative in the background, maybe like, you know, bring that up and it's, you know, just maybe, maybe Phil needs to not be in this shot kind of thing. You get what I'm saying. You can just, find mm-hmm. you know, people who don't want to be in this stuff, right? So if you, if someone mentions something once, be courteous. I think another thing that you might do in a, in a gym is even have a selfie area where you've got like a really cool, well-lit area where people gravitate toward it for the best visuals. And that keeps people out of the background, right? This is where we want selfies to happen. That's one way to do it. Like that, you could also do a, like a video area where it's like no cameras beyond this point. You could put a tripod here and here, and maybe they're mounted to the floor or something, and it films that way only, and there's no background stuff. It's just the wall and whatever stuff. Again, this doesn't work super well in a giant global gym where the leg press machine is where the leg press machine is and the water fountain is behind it. But in a CrossFit gym or in a functional fitness, it could work like that where it's like that area over there is where you film. And if you don't want to be filmed, don't go there. Now, again, this isn't legal advice, right? This is not legal advice saying that this is insulating. But Matt, do you see those at least as reasonable risk mitigation strategies? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have done things like that too, where, you know, my gym happens to be set up because it's a CrossFit gym where it's like everybody works out in like a line essentially because the pull up rig, right. Is against, is against the wall. And so we'll say, look, if you want to be on camera and you want us to film your workout, we're going to put you all the way down there at the end. And that's going to be your spot. So then the coach essentially just gets the bare wall behind them. Another thing that we've done is, you know, we have said things like, well, if you want to get a particular movement, on camera, we're going to do that before or after the workout. And that way we can kind of clear everybody out and, and we don't have to worry about people being on, on camera. If they don't want to be on camera, I'm just going to throw you, you know, you go over to the pull-up rig, you do some toes to bar. I'm going to get that on film. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe we do that during the five minutes between the warm up and, and three, two, one go while everybody's got their bathroom breaks and somebody's like, can you get some toes to bar on camera? Yeah, we can. Okay. Um, so, you know, those are some different strategies, but I think you, I think you've laid out good ones. I actually, I never really thought about the the selfie area of the gym. I really like that idea. I know some gyms are doing it with lighting where they're putting in like cool, you know, LED lighting in the back or LED lighting in the background. So it looks cool and you have the right backgrounds. You could probably just like funnel people into certain areas by doing that and having a really good background that you want to show off. Uh, I thought of a couple other things where you could even in some ways you could use this almost as a personal training thing where it's like, Hey, if you want video analysis and you want to, you know, specific videos and all this to film workouts, we can set up personal sessions where I can help make that happen for you. And then you can control the background. And then another thing that you could even do, you know, with, with influencers is, uh, could you charge them like a rental fee, a facility rental fee and say, Hey, if you want to film here, you can now rent my facility for three hours at this rate. And it'll be free of people. You have the world as your oyster. Would that work? I think you should start to be charged for these ideas, Michael. Well, there you go. That's That's what we're trying to give. (laughs) I'm thinking like Cooper. I'm thinking, how can I make this work? You know? (laughs) Yeah, that, that would be, that'd be a pretty easy agreement. That'd be like a a regular facility sublease that we would do that, you know, that fat fit fluencer sees value and, and you want to charge them 300 bucks a month to be able to come in and, and you'll create a little space for them so that they can do their videos. I got a little corner in the mm-hmm. back of my gym. That's got its own pull up rig and will fit a little bit of equipment. Yeah, I could, I could promote that quite well in my yeah. gym. And yeah, I like promotional idea. ideas, right? You could find a way you could get a fit fluencer to promote your gym as part of a, some sort of a deal that works for both parties. We'll wrap it up here, but the idea is cover your bases in some way, use some risk mitigation strategies at the very highest level, use lawyer. And Matt, where can people get a hold of you if they want to talk about this? Easiest way is just go to gymlawyers.com. And there's 
uh, calls to action all over the website. My, my email is on the contact page. My cell phone's on the contact page. That's, that's really the easiest way to go about it. Um, if you fill out one of the, the calls to action, you'll get right to my scheduling calendar. You can schedule a 45 minute free intro and we can talk all about this. Or any other legal problem you have? Yeah, right. Any anything at all? It's it's all there, and 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 you know I'm always an, able to answer questions mm-hmm. or willing to. But you know I just want to leave uh, the gym owners with this, Mike, and we've kind of bounced around this the entire time, and 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 that is just the, the simple fact of of this stuff is going to come at gym owners. You know I I've been for for whatever reason you know remembering back to when I started my gym over ten years ago and thinking you know back then it was a hobby and then all these. You know, two brain companies come out and they teach they teach us all that this stuff exists like a real business. And and you can look over that time and see these different issues that gym owners have had to deal with, like real businesses, since you know, about like 2010, you know, up into today. So, you know, I often try to to hammer it home that just because you're a gym owner doesn't mean you don't deal with these like other businesses do. They're coming. And it's best to get out in front of them uh, because the gym industry, the micro gyms are real businesses. I won't say anything to that. That is exactly how you should do it. Run your business like it's a business. And if you need help with that, Two Brain Business can help you. Two Brain Business. There you go. Matthew Becker, gymlawyers.com. Head over there, see him, talk to him if you need some assistance. Thanks so much, Matthew. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for listening to Run a Profitable Gym. On your way out, please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening so you do not miss a show. Now, here's Chris Cooper with the final message. Hey, it's Two Brain founder Chris Cooper with a quick note. We created the Gym Owners United Facebook group to help you run a profitable gym. Thousands of gym owners just like you have already joined. In the group, we share sound advice about the business of fitness every day. I answer questions, I run free webinars, and I give away all kinds of great resources to help you grow your gym. I'd love to have you in that group. It's Gym Owners United on Facebook or go to gymownersunited.com to join. Do it today.